And it's another Monday night here on Blog Talk Radio. You are listening to The Stoop with Jonathan Raggis. And my good friend, my pal, my confidant, pretty cool guy. He is the shark, Jeff Perini. What's going on, brother? Just another manic Monday. What's up, everybody? Uh, welcome. Kind, Good to be here. Another, a, little, uh, a little feminine there. You like that, huh? I have uh, my, what they call the range. It's my range. I'm uh, trying to become a Hollywood guy now. It's my range. I, You know what? If anybody could do it, it would be you. No. <laughs> I'm flattered, I, I think. I don't know. If anybody I, could be feminine, it's you. I don't know if you want to be feminine, man, and sing like that, but hey, it's Monday, and we're going to have a good time here. It's The Stoop. Welcome to all of our amazing listeners. We have a wonderful show lined up tonight. Joining us is the original Gata herself, Monique Dupree, and I know you're a big fan of hers, Jeff. Yeah, I love it. Love her stuff, man. She's uh, energetic, and uh, it's crazy, man. All her stuff just looks great. She's into so much, too. She's acting, and wrestling and fitness and she's a mom and she's just out there man and i love it i'm, I'm dying to hear uh some of her stuff can't wait absolutely absolutely and we gotta thank last week's guest country, uh, guest country singer richard lynch for joining us and giving us the uh you know i guess the freedom to play four of his tracks off his latest album and we had a really good time with richard lynch and great music uh we, we listened to four tracks uh, a better place hold your horses look out below and you show me yours, which I love. I just love that saying. You show me yours, and I'll show you mine. <laughs> Good stuff, man. Kind of our, uh, was that? Kind of our Mia, that's our Mia Khalifa invitation to the show. You show us yours. <laughs> yeah. yeah, you got it, man. You show us yours. You don't see mine. <laughs> Mia, if you're listening or if there's a representative from you listening, just take Jeff out of his misery and call in for two minutes and just say hello to the guy. That's all we're asking. God's sakes. For crying out loud, oh God, and hey, oh baby Jesus, oh God. Anyway, good show tonight. You, we'll very well. <laughs> you, you love that voice, don't you? I know, you do it very well. Oh God, oh God, I was beaten mercilessly, oh, oh God. Yeah, it was a long weekend. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, let's get back to business here. Next week... Joining us is actor Dominic Pace, good friend of the show. Uh, did some things recently with John claude Van Damme, so we'll find out some about that, some about his career, and then uh, we're going to talk some New York Mets baseball with him. He's a Mets fan, so as you know, I'm a fan of his already. Um, Mets, best team in New York. Yes, I'm saying it right now. Great stuff. So we'll be doing that uh, next week with actor Dominic Pace, and like I said, at 8 o'clock, uh, just in a little bit, we'll be joined by the original god of Monique Dupree herself. But since she's a scream queen, she loves doing horror movies, our top five list is kind of dedicated to Monique tonight in a way of we're going to list our top five favorite horror movies. And Jeff, why don't you kick it off, man? I'll go it. I'll go with top five horror movies. It's also June 6th, so I played the whole 666 angle. Horror movie, Scream Queen, Monique Dupree. So let's get a little evil tonight here on the stoop. You and, evil son. Uh, <laughs> uh, you're, I am an evil son of a bitch. Oh, the, God. Uh, top, <laughs> top five are uh, movies that scared me. I don't know if anybody considers these great horror movies, but uh, movies that scared me and movies I enjoyed. And uh, at number five, we've got our, uh, our usual tie. Number five, I've... I have locked in The Shining, uh, Jack Nicholson. That was um, 
scary movie and a deep movie in a way to really get the, the true essence of the horror. It always scared me and him and the axe and uh, here's Johnny and good movie. Number five, um, the tie, uh, the thing, uh, I'm going to go with John Carpenter's version. And, uh, that scared the hell out of me too, man. Just that, that creature, uh, that was chasing these guys out in, in the ice. And it was, uh, scary, man. Scary. as hell. So I saw a lot of these as young guys. So, man, it was impressionable. Number four was the omen. I talk about 666, and the omen was the, the original omen, the, the son of Satan, the kid with the little 666 uh, tattoo on his head, and uh, he's an evil little bastard, man. That kid was in the street <laughs> for, for a little devil kid, man. He was something. That movie scared the hell out of me. Number three, um, maybe not a big one for a lot of people. For me, it always gave me chills. What a stranger calls. Um, girl babysitting. Ah, you know what, man? That, something about that movie, those phone calls, and the fact it came from inside the house was. Uh, I thought about that, man, for weeks uh, after seeing that movie. I'd come home, and the phone would ring, and I'd be like, "Screw that! I am not answering that." Phone. <laughs> number two and number one, a couple of the conventionals. Halloween, number two. Um, gotta love Michael Myers. You know, if, you, if you're into horror movies, he, he's one of the best. Uh, the man that just kept on coming. You set him on fire, you blow him up, you shoot him, you throw him out a window, and he just keeps coming. Michael Myers, uh, Halloween number two. Number one for me, and uh, still a favorite of mine, and uh, scary. It got a little campy near the end. It did so many episodes of it, but uh, Nightmare on Elm Street, the first one, uh, I thought was awesome. Uh, a, a neat uh, creature in Freddy Krueger with, with the, the hands, and he waited you out, man. He waited till you slept, and once you slept, he was yours, and there was no way out of it, and I, I just loved it, man. It scared the hell out of me, and uh, just a great movie, and... Uh, Robert England was awesome as Kruger. So for me, man, Nightmare on Elm Street, that's, uh, that's my top five. And there you go. Robert England is uh, 69 years old today on 666, man. How about that? It's his birthday. So only fitting that you picked Nightmare on Elm Street. Seriously, Robert England yeah. is the man. And there's a rumor floating around that with the new remake of Halloween, or should I say a, a, a sequel type thing with John Carpenter back on, somebody floated out doing a new Dr. Loomis and bringing in Robert England. I thought, damn. Damn! I like it. I like it. So that'd be pretty cool, man, if they could do that. That's how you do remakes. That's how you do remakes right there. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Anyway, very good list, man. We actually have uh, a tie, you and I. Um, wow. I'll get to that in a little bit. I also have a tie at number five. Uh, number five, Texas Chainsaw Massacre, 1974 original. Gunnar Hansen is Leatherface. Marilyn Burns is Sally. Uh, just one of those movies that still freak me out today. There's just something about that whole backwoods, rednecky little house somewhere where you don't know what the hell is going on, and they'll throw you on some meat hooks and cook you up and eat you. Uh, always freaked me out. Also, number five, Poltergeist. To me, this was Ooh. the first kind of movie that went towards the paranormal side of things. And, man, when I was a kid when that came out, that creeped me out, man. I had nightmares. Uh, number four, not just one movie. I'm going to go with a bunch of movies. Pretty much anything with Vincent Price. House of Wax, uh, The Abominable no. Dr. Fibs, Theater of Blood, uh, House of Horn Hill. Pretty much you name it. Anything with Vincent Price horror, nothing can beat it in that horror genre. I've got some better movies that I like, but anything with Vincent Price, just one of, you know, it's just to me, it's perfection. Uh, and uh, when they do the remakes, it's absolutely terrible. Number three, Return of the Living Dead. I just loved it, man. It's just, it's just to me, a, a just a phenomenal 
80s movie done right, man. And, uh, you know, you got the Pathmark guy, uh, you know, in the movie, James Karen. Uh, Clue Gallagher is in it. Uh, it's, it's just a, you know, just a phenomenal movie. Julie Shepard, uh, just absolutely love it. And that's one of those movies that freaked me out, man, when zombies were starting to run instead of walk, man. And that's the thing that really freaked me out, Jeff. Um, especially when they, uh, you know what, when they grabbed that one, you know, corpse in, and it was just a head with arms and a spine hanging down, and they had her on there, and she says, it's hurt. it hurts to be dead. We need brain. I was like, oh, man, that freaked me out as a kid, dude. Creeped me out. Number two, here's our tie, Halloween, the original. Everybody knows that I'm a huge John Carpenter fan, and I'm a huge Michael Myers guy. Love Halloween, one of the best series. But number one for me, and I really have to go with this. We've spoken about it so many times on the show here. I'm a Phantasm guy. Got to go with the Phantasm series. Yeah. The late, great Angus Grimm is the toll man. Reggie Bannister, A. Michael Baldwin, Bill Thornberry, Kathy Lester. Just absolutely love, love, love the Phantasm series. Nothing beats it. It's just just sick, man. And it's, and it's a damn shame that Angus Grimm is gone before. Hopefully, Phantasm Ravager comes out, which he was able to film some scenes for. So... That's my top five, dude. So going through it again, Jeff's got to tie it. Number five with The Shining and The Thing. Number four, The Omen. Number three, When a Stranger Calls. Number two, The Original Halloween. And number one, Nightmare on Elm Street. Me, tie it, top five. Um, Texas Chainsaw Massacre and Poltergeist at five. Four, pretty much anything with Vincent Price. But three off the bat, House of Wax, Abominable Dr. Fibs, Theater of Blood. Uh, Three, Return of the Living Dead. Number two, The Original Halloween. And one, The Complete Phantasm Series. Good stuff, man. You know, seriously, man, they don't make horror movies the way they used to, man. Now I can, can't remember the last time there was one that was even halfway decent or it wasn't tried to be a remake, but uh, tie at number two. That, that doesn't happen often. That's something. Yes. Gotta yeah, love it, man. Same we, we haven't had a tie probably since, wow, uh, that's, that's tough. I mean, just trying to just think about it. Probably since uh, Adrenaline was on with us with Dan Gutschmidt or maybe Jessica from Psycho. It was pretty early on into the year, man, was since the last time we actually had a uh, tie and we picked something at the same number. Because um, pretty much the way it goes, I mean, uh, my taste is great and your taste and things suck, so uh, we never had the same thing twice. Oh, it's God, dude. Don't, don't hurt my feelings. Don't <laughs> my feelings. You, you son of a bitch, you. All right, man. Well, we're going to talk about a few things here before we're joined by our guest, Monique Dupree, the original Gata herself. Um, unfortunately, this week uh, we had another passing. The uh, the late great Muhammad Ali uh, passed away uh, after uh, being in the hospital for a couple of days and sick. Uh, lasted a long time with Parkinson's disease and has pretty much been uh, wheelchair bound for uh, quite some years now. Um, uh, listen, we spoke about this earlier. I'm not a big Muhammad Ali guy. Um, I see why people like him. I see why he inspired so many people. I wasn't one of those people. I liked the person better than the cocky boxer. That's just the way I am. Um, But still, it doesn't take away from the fact that here is an iconic, legendary person and human being. Um, And they're not here anymore, Jeff. So we go back to always talking about it. We now live in a world where there's no Muhammad Ali. There's no Michael Jackson. There's no Robin Williams. There's no Ronnie James Dio. There's no David Bowie. There's no Prince. That's kind of crazy, man. A little bit. It's a little crazy. Um, I'm going to kind of back that up. I was not a huge Ali guy either. And uh, 
my thing with boxing, I was always a boxing guy for years, always watched it, always enjoyed boxing. I was always a little bit more of the quiet guy, like the underdog. I, I was a Lennox Lewis fan, and that used to drive people crazy. I was never a Mike Tyson guy. Um, Ali, a lot of arrogance. If he stood toe-to-toe and didn't rope a dope and dance around, you got to wonder how many guys would have really caught him. He wasn't the biggest guy, but, yeah, I mean, he had um, he had the charm, the charisma. He brought excitement to the sport. I'll definitely give him his due. Definitely one of the greatest athletes ever walked the earth. And uh, I'll give him props. Um, yeah, and it's sad. It, like I said, it's an iconic legend, maybe the biggest name of all time in his sport. Kind of like if tomorrow if Michael Jordan were to pass. Uh, massive in the world of basketball. So probably the biggest boxing name you'll ever hear yeah, passing away, and it, it's tough. Well, you know, it, it, it was big when Joe Frazier passed away. Um, you know, years ago when Rocky Marciano died. You know, there are some still some greats. George Foreman, you know, he passes to me. George Foreman is a great is a great boxer, and he's an iconic, legendary boxer. I feel the same way about Mike Tyson and Evander Holyfield. Do they match up to the stature of Muhammad Ali and the name Muhammad Ali? No, I think they all come short. But they're still legendary people. Uh, when when you look at basketball, and we had a lot of greats pass away, man, from Wilt Chamberlain to George Mikan, um, you know. Big, you know, big names. When Bill Russell passes away, um, and let's hope that's not for some time because I love Bill Russell and I've always been a big fan of his. To me, that's going to be wow. You know, that's going to be the thing where there's going to be such big things going on in the NBA for tributes. Same way as Michael Jordan. I think Michael Jordan would 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 get the grandstand just a little bit more, but I feel like Jay, uh, uh, Michael Jordan and Bill Russell. Pretty much the same on on that level. So it's 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 hard when you have uh, two greats like that. Usually, you know, in boxing, like you said, Muhammad Ali is the greater guy because of, of his of his name and all he's done. Um, but I think when you look at basketball, man, I think uh, Bill Russell, Michael Jordan, man, I think that's going to be a really big deal when that happens, man. God forbid, you know, not for a long time, hopefully. Agreed. It's going to happen to. All of us someday. I mean, uh, the Wayne Gretzky's of the world. We're going to be talking about all these guys uh, someday uh, in the past tense. And, uh, yeah, that's why you uh, you admire every second. A lot of people say, oh, you watch sports all the time. I take it every moment because I like sports. You just never know uh, who's going to do what on any given night, who's going to branch out and become a superstar and say, I remember watching that guy. So, yeah, I watch. Uh, same thing with music. I listen. I, I watch. I get into people because one day you're not going to have those people. So enjoy it. Enjoy it while it's here. Absolutely, absolutely enjoyed him. So, uh, you know, rest in peace, condolences, thoughts out to Muhammad Ali's family and friends. Um, you know, he he was he he was bigger than life, Muhammad Ali, and uh, he's no longer here with us. All right, man. Let's get into a little bit of NBA and NHL talk. We got the NBA Finals going on. Uh, Golden State, like I said, it man, Golden State's going to win it. Um, I wouldn't mind seeing a sweep, but I think they'll win it in about five to six games. Huge win last night, 110-77. to They now are up two games to nothing, man. What did you think about last night's game, Jeff? I, uh, I, I really like Golden State. I like the makeup of the team. And um, people are trying to find a reason to hate Steph Curry. And I don't know why. The, the guy plays a great ball game and uh, seems like a, a pretty classy individual. He's not overly cocky and arrogant. And I, I just don't see much in Cleveland. I mean, I know everybody talks Kevin Love and – and all that stuff, but it's LeBron. It begins at LeBron, ends at LeBron, and he can't do it all. And uh, it's being shown. It's being shown by a team that's got many role players to go along with Curry, and it's, it looks like it's not even close. The series looks like it's, it's a joke. Um, Cleveland's probably going to steal a game, maybe two, but it's Golden State's baby all the way. 
Yeah, absolutely, man. I'm happy, happy, happy to see this. I'm happy to see guys like J.R. Smith and Iman just take a dive. Um, you know, a lot of crap talking from them throughout the uh, season, ever since the, well, and last season, ever since the Knicks let them go over to Cleveland and did them a favor by training them away, and they still had to talk garbage. But, you know, listen, when you got guys like J.R. only scoring five points, uh, Kevin Love scoring nine, going out with a concussion, Kyrie, you know, LeBron fighting over the ball, you know, there's there's really not a team effort there. There's not, you know, team's not the main focus for that Cleveland squad. With Golden State, it's a team focus, man. Right down from, you know, right up from Curry, right down to the last player on that bench, man. They all play a cohesive game, and it shows in these blowouts, man. I mean, 110 to 77, and I think game one was like 104 to 89, another blowout game. But last night was just was just phenomenal, um, and I believe uh, Game Three is Wednesday at 9 p.m. I think they're in Cleveland. It's going to be a good one. I do see Cleveland winning a game, possibly two, but I really do not see the Golden State Warriors losing, and uh, I'm happy to say that. So, over on the NHL side of things, San Jose Sharks are down two games to one to the Pittsburgh Penguins. San Jose Sharks won the last game. They're First in franchise history, winning in the NHL Finals. Jeff, my question to you is, can San Jose pull us out? Can they come back and beat a Pittsburgh Penguins team that's looking good? Not because of Sidney Crosby, not because of Malkin, but because of role players like Carl Hagelin and so many others. I sure so hope so, just for my very sake of, of living. Um, so <laughs> anti-Pittsburgh, we've talked about this before. Yeah, I'm a Philly guy, and uh, to me the Penguins are uh, that's an arch rival. Um, Penguins have looked good, though, and everybody's raving about this Matt Murray, and it's not so much Matt Murray. But when you watch the way Pittsburgh plays, they block a lot of shots. They force bad shots. You don't get a good, clean angle, and there's not a lot of crisp, clean shots that Murray sees. It's a lot of angle stuff and a lot of blocks. Uh, matter of fact, a couple of the goals he left the other night were um, shaky, uh, distant shots that he couldn't see. Um but I would love to see San Jose do it more, you know, for, for Joe Thornton and Marlowe. We've talked about that. Guys, you'd love to see win a cup. And uh, I'm just so anti-Pittsburgh. I like to just crap on every Penguin <laughs> fan I know. That would, yeah. So, yeah, I'm pulling for San Jose still in. I think they got a chance. Uh, they got to win game four big. They got to come out with like a three-goal margin and really lay down the law. And um, you saw it. I always said the only way to stop speed in any sport is to hit it. You got to hit speed to slow speed down and uh, – Game three is a lot of body-on-body by San Jose, and it worked out to their favor. Yeah, absolutely. All right, man, let's flip things over, and uh, let's talk baseball real quick. I want to ask you this, man. Um, I'm not a Phillies fan. You know that. I'm a Mets fan. I really don't care for the Phillies. Got some news surrounding the Phillies the last couple of days of uh, Ryan Howard being benched. You know, it hasn't been the same since his surgery in 2011, but during their World Series win, he gave them a lot. He was a big player for the Phillies. Uh, just a few nights ago, supposedly uh, a Phillies fan threw a beer bottle at him and hit him. Um, what's going on in Philly, dude? There's a lot of um, there's a lot of disgust with Howard uh, due to the finances. Look, you're not fooling anybody if you're a real Philadelphia Phillies fan. You've known over the past two three years that the Ryan Howard thing is over. Uh, yeah. We love him. We love what he did for us. Everybody did. But then the guy can't hit a curveball. He's not hitting the ball out of the park, he can't run, he's fielding his suspect, whatever it is, this guy gave you a lot. And Philly is always criticized 
for being this kind of fan. And here is this, I'm going to come right out and say it in the air, here is this asshole who not only, number one, wastes a good beer. You know, that breaks my heart. Yeah, yeah, right. And number two, really to throw a beer at a guy, yeah, he makes a lot of money, but you know what? That's the guy's job. And this is probably the first guy kissing his ass in the World Series years when he would hit home oh, runs. Oh, yeah. Howard, oh, yeah. So this is nonsense. And find this guy, ban him from stadium for life, Put him in jail because it's any act of violence that happened on the street. This guy being in a lot of trouble. Put him in trouble now. And for anybody else that's listening, if you're a fan of the show, if you're a fan of mine, you're a fan of baseball, any sport, keep your crap to yourself. It doesn't belong on players. It doesn't belong on the field. It just is not part of the game. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Nobody deserves that, man, unless they're a real scumbag. And, you know, Ryan Howard's not. So, uh and like you said, he, he, and 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 he, I said the same thing this morning. That guy who threw it, he was probably kissing his ass during those World Series wins. Absolutely, and uh, you know, from everything you hear about Howard, he's he's a fairly classy guy. And when when Pete McCannon told me, "Hey, I got to sit you down," he went over to Tommy Joseph, who was taking his place at first base, and said, "Look, kid, go out and get it. It's your time. You know, let let's do it. Go out and show us what you got." And that's great. That that's classy from a veteran who uh, is at the end of the rope. Yeah, absolutely, man. So we'll see what happens there. Uh, UFC time, man. Brock Lesnar is back to the UFC. He's going to fight in UFC 200 against Mark Hunt, the Samoan crazy man. Uh, it's going to be a really good fight, a blood fest. Um, hearing some things that uh, Brock Lesnar supposedly arm wrestled Vince McMahon for his chance to fight at UFC 500, and of course he won, uh, excuse me, UFC 200. And then hearing rumors that this is kind of a swap, that Brock goes to UFC for one fight, Ronda Rousey's probably going to finally be in the ring for WrestleMania. What do you think of that, man? That's pretty cool. Um, wouldn't mind seeing Ronda out there. Hopefully they uh, fine-tune her a little bit and uh, get her some uh, some mic skills and all so she doesn't uh, blow it. Because I'd like to see no, her. All she, needs, all she needs is to become a Heyman girl. And her mic skills are right there, man. That's all she needs is Paul Heyman with her. Let Paul Heyman do the talking, man. All she needs to do is do the talking with her fist, man. To be different, Brock. Brock Lesnar. My client. <laughs> uh, uh, I mean, Lesnar, obviously, you know, he strikes you as a, a scary guy, a bully of a guy. But, hell, man, the guy is just a super-toned mess of power. And uh, I get excited to watch him do anything. I mean, I never... Seen him play in the NFL, though he, has, he was in some camps. I always like to see him play ball. Like to see him fight. Like to watch him wrestle. Guy's just a, a beast and uh, kind of freaking nature, man. It's anything Lesnar does, I, I like to zero in on. And uh, he's not really my kind of guy, but I root for the guy, man. I, I like like seeing guys like that. I go out and get it. So uh, yeah, excited to see what he does. Yeah, it's gonna be a good one, man. I think that's uh, something uh, I won't watch because I'm not paying that kind of money for a pay per view. But uh, it'll be interesting to see what the outcome will be and. Uh, to be honest, it would be great to see Mark Hunt beat him. Um, I think that would be pretty phenomenal because uh, Mark Hunt's a beast, man. So we shall see what happens. All right, man. Flip it right back over to baseball real quick. Madison Bumgarner, pitcher for the San Francisco Giants, wants in the home run derby. Is this an exciting move? Is it time to change up the home run derby? Because I feel like it's lost its appeal and it's lack, and it's been pretty much lackluster for quite a few years now. It's become uh, the modern-day slam dunk championship. There's only so much you can do. Um, guys just swinging a ball and knocking it over the fence. 
Do I think putting a pitcher in it is the answer? Not really. I mean, how many is he really going to hit? Um, if Baumgartner hits more than five, I think uh, just can the whole World Series and let the National League have the home field advantage. Um, now, I don't what know. If it turns around and hits twenty, then it's worth every second. But I mean, it's so hard <laughs> to imagine. The guy just doesn't really swing the bat, and uh, I don't know. Maybe. Uh, Maybe a skills competition like the NHL does. Uh, let's see. I don't know if you can do um, that with people, though, man. I really don't see how you can do that. Wait, I mean, you got to do throw a bowl through a tire? Uh, I don't know. Well, you know, you, you line up pitchers and you do the, the fastest pitch thing, kind of like they do with the slap shot. Uh, you get some outfielders out there and you see them throw through a yeah, you throw it through a tire at home plate. You know, accuracy thing, but a home plate throw and uh, and maybe mix in some home runs here and there. But I mean, there's more stuff they could do. It. I know it's not. The NHL, NHL skills competition has always been fun. I always enjoy it. But uh, and baseball is baseball. It's um, it's throwing a ball and hitting it, and there's only so much you can do with it. Yeah. Well, I, I, listen, man, it'll be interesting, man. I, I would love to see Bartolo Colon in the home run derby. To me, would make it very interesting. <laughs> That's your boy. Anything but anybody wears a mustache. Come on. He, man. You know, he, listen, man. Even looking at the NHL All Star competition, which I used to love watching, I still think the three point contest is, is is exciting. But I would love to see them go one point guard, one shooting guard, one swing forward, one power forward, one center, and let them compete against each other instead of it always being all the guards, all the swing forwards, the ones that are the highest percentage three you know three point shooters. Mix it up a little bit. Yeah. Let's put Carl um, Anthony Towns in there because he can hit the J. You know, I, listen. Even if we turned around and we put, you know, uh, you know, Festus Azeli in there from the Golden State Warriors, man, just to see if he could actually hit some three pointers, I think that would be a lot of fun. I'd like to see uh, Bartolo Colon in a uh, hot dog eating contest. That's something you can throw in there. That's that that's real easy, man. Just go to just go to City Field and uh you know, right after batting practice and uh he'll be there at the Shake Shack just eating, so believe it. <laughs> he he does that on a daily basis, man, so it's really nothing special. <laughs> Great stuff, man. Okay, man. Mm. Hopefully this is uh our guest right now and we will check it out. This should be the original god herself, Monique Dupree. How you doing? Hi, how are you? We're doing hey. good. We want to thank you for uh, joining us tonight. No problem. I'm honored to be here. Well, we're honored to have you. So we're going to jump off real quick and and just get this started. We want to know the meaning behind the original Gata. Why is that your nickname, and how is it inspired? (laughs) That's a really great question. Um, Well, (laughs) my nickname is simply just Gata originally. Uh, no pun intended, uh, which is um, Spanish for a cat. It's female cat, so and I am a woman. So um, I actually was given that nickname some years ago by a fan, uh, and he would just call me. It's like you know, you're the prettiest gata, you're my gata, and you know, it kind of it kind of stuck. And there was somebody else that I that I worked with that had the name as well, so. We kind of used the name together, but uh, when we split off, it I had to, you know, personalize mine and start building my brand with my name, thusly the original Gata. Yeah. Um, and on top of that, I mean, 
I feel like I have two personalities, and it, it's Monique Dupree and it's the original goddess. Mm-hmm. Monique Dupree is all business. She's, you know, she likes to get down to brass tacks and deal with stuff. The original Gata is wild, crazy, silly. She's the other part that shouldn't be out as often as I, you know. <laughs> she comes out more and more, but, you know, everybody has like a, a alter ego, if you will. But mine worked out perfectly for me because we have a comic book uh called the original Gata Cat and Nine Tales and um my husband is the writer on that and Dennis Woolman is the artist and so we really was able to build a brand with it and you know I went on ahead and trademarked it and it just feels so comfortable when people I'd rather people call me Gata than to call me Monique because I feel like I'm in trouble when somebody goes Monique. Like I did something really wrong. Yeah. I was like, Monique, and I was like, what? You don't call me. But um, it was uh, very inspirational because I take a lot from my fans. My fans, you know, people's fans are who, who make them, so I'm super oh. appreciative of the fan base that I do have, and I try to communicate, I try to interact, and, you know, utilize a lot of stuff. Like somebody just told me that I should uh, make a T-shirt that says I'm going to start a Godolution. And um, there you I was there like, you go. that's pretty cool. But, Hell again, yeah. you know, I, I like to interact with my fans like that, and, you know, I like to give it back to them. They ask for things. If I could make that happen, i do that. So that's the, just the inspiration behind all of that. It actually means a whole lot to me. I love cats, mm-hmm. and they've kind of been my savior since I was little. Um, and I have cats cat tattoos all over my body but <laughs> and I also have cats at home but I'm a big uh feline lover. I'm just now starting to like dogs as well. But <laughs> well, they're not gotta so <laughs> Yeah. Well hey if you get those shirts made up you let us know we'll be proud to rock those shirts. So Oh that would be awesome. There you go. And we'll we'll wear it here and we'll film it when we do the next show. That that that'd be some fun stuff. So you you let us know about that. You know, I'm the merchandise queen. I have all kinds of uh, merchandise, but that's how you, you know, that's how you build yourself up. You have to Mm -hmm. get your name out there. So I didn't want to just have photos and stuff. I have all kinds of um, T-shirts, especially, you know, my T-shirts in wrestling for me and my daughter, which I know is a whole other topic. But um, (laughs) it's it's going really really good. Things are really starting to, to take off again which I am very, very happy about. That's great. Well, you're talking about getting your name out there, and, uh, I mean, you've appeared in over 50 different movies and, you know, television spots, uh, some horror, some action. So my question to you is what genre so far has pretty much been, like, your favorite genre to be a part of, and what have been some of your most memorable roles to you that you still can't believe that you did? (laughs) Oh, gosh, that's easy. Well, um... (laughs) I mean, my, my favorite genre that I've worked in thus far would be horror, hands down. Okay. But uh, on a side note, I would like to say that I would love to do more comedy. Mm-hmm. Um, if I can start doing more comedy, that would be amazing, um, which gets back to some of my craziest roles. You said memorable, but the memorable ones are the crazy ones. <laughs> so, <laughs> so, 
more, most recently, one of the reasons why I love trauma films so much and Lloyd Kaufman, and I would work with them in a heartbeat whenever they ask, is because even the horror that I've done is, uh, is comedy-oriented as well. Yes. You know, you're always looking for that huge comedic pop. So I like trauma for that. Now, I was asked to be in Re- uh, Return to Newcom High Volume 2. Oh, really? And oh, wow. Yeah, so I am, I'm, I'm in that movie. It's already, you know, I already filmed and whatnot. But the not the problem, but what I did that I don't normally do is I said, I'll do whatever. Just because, you know, it's Lloyd, and he's asking me, and I'm saying yes. So I was like, just let me know what you need me to do, and I'll do whatever. So that got utilized. Um, <laughs> I <laughs> play my character completely naked the whole time. Well, we're definitely going to be watching that. <laughs> the entire time. <laughs> I've never done a role like that. I mean, I've done some nudity, but I've never just, walked out willy-nilly, like, bucket naked. Like, hey, what's going on, you know, and, and have a complete conversation with somebody naked. So that happened in this movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> and it was so hard for me to remember my lines because I'm thinking, do I look okay? Is there a wrinkle here? I have nothing to cover anything up. <laughs> And then I have a cell phone, and I had nowhere to hold the cell phone, so I held it under my boot. Okay. So all of that, all of that happened. So you, yes, you have to see that when that comes out. I did make that was my cameo. That was absolutely crazy uh, filming, but it's trauma, so it's crazy. Oh, absolutely, but, uh, absolutely. We we, we love trauma. Uh, Every time they're at Chula Theater up in Parsippany, I always make my way over to their table to see what they got and what's brand new. Um, I've been yes. doing that for years. So, I mean, they have some – I mean, I love the Toxic Avengers series. I think it's one of the best series going. I, I absolutely agree with you. And, I, you know, again, I always work with Lloyd anytime he asks. Um, I've been a Tromet four times, and I was the first uh, African-American Tromet. So I decided to come back, and I said I want to – incorporate wrestling and trauma because I want to be a traumat for the fifth time and create a belt that says, yeah. like, five-time traumat so I can, you know, <laughs> rock the belt because I'm the champion, you know? That would be great. Yeah, just walk around wearing it all day. <laughs> yeah. That's, that's what I'd like to do. That would be my dream photo shoot, which isn't really – it doesn't seem like it's aiming that high, but – for mm-hmm. me, again, I, I love trauma films, and I love Lloyd and his work ethic and how much he pushes independent everything, independent yes. businesses, independent film. It's very, very important, and um, it's actually very crucial. I mean, a lot of the best stuff now with mm-hmm. almost anything is independent. Independent Absolutely. wrestling, you have some of the best wrestling is on the indies, you know, film you got the mom-and-pop shops that people keep forgetting about. I support yep. Independent 100%, so that's why I love Lloyd so much, and that's why I will work with him at any point in time. Now, Absolutely. I agree 100%. My other, my other film that was kind of awkward doing, uh, it was awkward in, a, I guess, a, a good and bad way, but um, 
I did a bachelor party in a bungalow of the dam. That was one of my first uh, starring horror films, I guess you could say. That was pretty awkward only because I can't. I, I got that film from Craigslist. Can you believe it? Craigslist. <laughs> Craigslist. Wow. I didn't get murdered or anything. <laughs> it was actually a legit film. I would never do it today. Um, yeah. Yeah. At that particular point in time, they uh, one of the actresses dropped out or couldn't do it or whatever, and it was, you know, a supporting lead type of character. So mm-hmm. they mm-hmm. Ha- happened to put it up on Craigslist, and I don't know why I was on there. Don't even ask me because I have no idea. Uh, oh, yeah, I used to get uh, – I used to look at the free free stuff section. That's what it was because I look. I got people that like to build stuff and you know restore things. So yeah, okay. um, I answered it, and it was a legit job filming in the Hamptons, paying, place to stay, lodging. So I mean, that in and of itself was crazy because again, I flew blindly with that one. Mm-hmm. But um, then I got to work with some of the greatest uh, makeup effects people I've worked with, which was uh, Wicked Effects. Um, okay. I think they all sort of broke off now. I'm not entirely sure, but they're all really amazing in their own right. And I was I sat in ten hours of makeup. Wow. It was insane. Um, it was the same kind of makeup that they used from Mystique. Um, and That's they, my boobs cool. had teeth, and uh, <laughs> yeah, my boobs had teeth, and they ate people. Uh, well, well I guess I was before be, before we go any further, just to let our listeners know that you played Emerald, the demon booby vampire. Is that correct? Yes, that is absolutely <laughs> correct. <laughs> That's hilarious. And and, yeah, and was Lloyd Kaufman in that movie as well? Because it says he was the hot babe in that movie. Yes, he was the hot babe in that That's movie. Hilarious. Oh my that god! So you definitely need to. Uh, see that one. I can I can send that to you guys if you want to um, Oh, watch absolutely. It. Are you kidding me? That would be phenomenal to watch. Yes. I would love that. But um, that was my two. I would say those are the two that really stood out to me. And, of course, again, uh, well, they're all involved, Lloyd Kaufman. But uh, that film ended up uh, making my career for a lot of uh, horror films because, you know, people got to see me do stuff. I had to crawl around and you know, the makeup effects, and then I got other jobs from, because I love sitting in makeup effects. So if you need me for 10 hours, whatever, I can sit there patiently and mm-hmm. and do that. So I got another job from them off of that where I got to work with Debbie Roshan, Roshan called Cottonmouth. That was okay. a short, and that took a lot of um, makeup appliance. I had to do a whole head cast. So... Um, I mean, these are some great moments. I, I've I've had I've been able to take something from every uh, set, but those are the ones that stands out to me. Very cool, very cool. All right, so I want to put you on the hot seat right now. Are you ready for this? Okay. Okay. So what we do here, we do top five lists, and tonight, pretty much in honor of you coming on, we did our top five favorite horror movies. From five to one, I want to know what your top five favorite horror movies are. I absolutely cannot do that. Why not? It'd be fun. <laughs> you can't put me on the spot like that. First of all, it's ever changing, so it always changes. 
I can't tell you what number things are. I can tell you, crap, I'm about to totally break your mold because <laughs> you totally put Okay, me on how the about spot. this? You give, us, you give us one movie that's pretty much the horror movie that you kind of always go back to or something that just like you remember as a child or something that inspired you to do what you do. Well, first of all, I wasn't able to watch horror as a, a kid. I had to to sneak and do certain things. Mm-hmm. So um, I couldn't, like, listen to foul mouth comedy, and I couldn't watch wrestling, and I could not um, watch horror. And those are my three favorite things now. So um, <laughs> <laughs> how's that for yeah. you? Um so I'll tell you that one of my one of my favorite movies, which isn't you know all that old, is Nightmare on Elm Street. I know that's a lot of people's favorite, but um, yeah. that actually just scared the hell out of me. But I had to keep watching it, even though I was afraid that if I went to sleep, <laughs> Freddie would come and get me. But I would, uh-huh. it would still be my go-to movie to go back to, even though it continue to scare the hell out of them. Yeah. I guess yeah, that, that did not a lot of movies. Yeah, that happens with a lot of movies. I remember that for me with uh with Return of the Living Dead and Poltergeist when when I when I first watched them as a oh kid. Oh my so, god, like, yes. Oh yeah. holy crap, Poltergeist. That that's an honorable mention on uh my list. Uh the other one a lot of people say that, you know, they don't really like this movie that much, but I love the original Fog because that, that's a great movie, though. I, I think yeah. it's a great movie because when I was younger, and you know, I would watch. I mean, it doesn't scare me now. Yeah. But it scared the bejeebas out of me, you know, then. <laughs> and then on any given cloudy day, I would be afraid that like any kind of foggy day or whatnot that I was yeah. going to be eaten alive by the fog. <laughs> and it's just, <laughs> it's just, you know, it was, these are, these are movies. My, some of my favorites are just things that stand out to me and that I have yeah. a story uh, associated with more so oh, yeah. than Absolutely. it's the best ever, whatever. Um, another one of my favorite movies is Christine. Yeah. Um, oh, yeah. I I really really love Christine. I thought that was a great flick, and um, that's always been on one of on my top. Like that's mm-hmm. been one that hasn't moved at all, because like I said, I have a revolving door of tops. Because there'll be things like, for example, you guys putting me on the spot. There'll be uh, there'll be movies that I'll forget about until afterwards, and then it's like, how did I forget, you know, that movie? So then it takes me back, and then it changes again. Um, no, we got that. We get that. I mean, seriously, we we go through it during a day, and I probably changed my list today three times easily. So. <laughs> uh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Well, you know, um, I, I mean, one? listen, you you can always go with the basics. I mean, you, you know what? You go with the Halloween, you go with all that stuff, and then, you know, I'm sitting at work, and I'm like, oh, that's a movie I got to put on the list. And then all of a sudden, you got to <laughs> drop one, reform the whole list. Yeah, so we had time right. for people on the spot, though, because we think it's fun. So, Well, here's a movie for you that 
may not be everybody's. Oh, my God, I just remembered. Okay. So <laughs> here's the other two. Here's two that's on my top top. Um, one is Audition because I love Takashi Miike. Okay. Um, um, you know, he did Ichi the Killer and all yes. that stuff. But I love Audition because I was so angry at the whole first part of the movie, like nearly all of the movie, because I was like, what the hell kind of movie is this? I mean, I thought it was supposed to be scary and, you know, what's what's all of this? And then the the last few minutes, the intensity of that little crazy woman, I, it was just, <laughs> <laughs> okay, looks can be deceiving and just yeah, because of that. The last 15 or 20 minutes of that movie, I said, yep, it was worth watching all the rest of it to get just to that part. You know, and I just, I, I went crazy for that flick. So that's another one of my favorites. Um, the, it, this is the Independent, but it's called Keith, the girl. The, have you ever seen that movie before? No, nah, it doesn't even sound familiar to me, yeah. to be honest. The teeth. It's a it's a low budget movie, but her vagina has teeth. Oh, I know. I know exactly what you're talking <laughs> okay, about now. Okay. Yeah. So uh, <laughs> I like creepy things. <laughs> yeah, I would. I would be. I would hate to be the guy that she picks up in the bar. I know, right? <laughs> oh boy. Okay. You ready for my number one favorite? Yes, I want your number one all time favorite. Okay. Uh, it is from Dust Till Dawn. <laughs> that's, that's a great movie. That is a great I movie. I love that movie, and I hope I get to work with Quentin Tarantino one day. But that movie, because that's another one that it kind of took you by surprise. It went one way as one kind of movie, you know, just crazy mass murderers and whatnot. And then the next thing you know, vampires. I mean, uh-huh. just, yeah. it was just, it was great. It, the way it was done, the way it was executed was, I, I just, I loved it. I loved his style of crazy. Yeah, so, um, absolutely. those are some of my favorites while I'm on the phone with you guys, because I'm that's sure great. I'm going to think of some stuff. Well, after if I that changes, it. you write Jeff and say, no, 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 change it, and we'll change yeah. it. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, um. Not long ago, Playboy rated its uh, top 50 all-time movie Scream Queens. You landed at number 23. It was a very good list. Um, that's yeah. really awesome. Congratulations. How big of an honor was that to be, you know, basically a sexy female uh, Scream Queen awarded the ultimate sexy, you know, by the ultimate sexy female magazine? Yeah, I I was floored because, first of all, I didn't even think that anybody knew I was a Scream Queen. You know, um, so because I don't, it's it's really hard for me to, I mean, I I have myself out there, but uh, a lot of the times it's really hard for me to compete in the Scream Queen arena. I'm not entirely sure why, but, you know, it's just the way it is. So when Playboy came out with the list, I didn't even know I was on it. So I shared the list. And I was like, oh, cool, they have a list. And I didn't even look at it because I'm just that used to, you know, not being acknowledged in that way. And then somebody tagged me and was like, you're on this list. And I was like, wait, what? 
and then went and saw it, and I was like, I don't care if I was number 50, just being on the list was amazing to me. You know, I really, yeah, I appreciated it um, a lot, and I, I used that title because, you know, it's, it was the sexiest screen queens of all time. It wasn't like, you know, uh, 2014, 2015. It was, you know, they just did their list of all time. So I was like, well, damn, that, mm-hmm. that's amazeballs. <laughs> that's <Yeah>. huge. <laughs> so especially at my age because, well, you know, I'm 25 on Wikipedia, or at least I was until somebody went and changed it. So... <laughs> um, <laughs> I'm not getting any younger, but to still be acknowledged as sexy is um, just really great. So I was really honored to be um, in some of the, you know, the people on the list that I share with was was just amazing. I couldn't believe it, and I was very happy, and I'm still proud of it. Mm -hmm. That's great. I mean, that's great. You know, we're not going to reveal your age, but... You definitely look like you're younger than 25. So, you know, throw that out there. You're absolutely gorgeous, and <laughs> Thank we're gonna you. keep it there. So, um, so let's get into this. You're a mother of ten, which is awesome. Yes. You're an actress. You're a wrestling valet. You're a model. You're big into fitness. Where the hell do you find all the time to do all of this? <laughs> That's also a great question. You asked me. <laughs> uh, quite honestly, I get asked that a lot, and I still don't really know the answer. I try to sleep when I can. I multitask, you know. I have a lot of people that uh, pick with me, you know, like Tommy Dreamer. He's like, you're always on social media. But mm-hmm. I I have to work, you know, in order to fit everything in. You know, I'm, you know, designing T-shirts for my store. I have four online stores as well. Yeah, and I just saying merchandising is important. So one of my stores is the store, you know, where you can buy my stuff. But um, it gets really, really hard. But I also have to say that my street team, which are my children um, and my husband, are the best street team I've ever had. I mean, they're they're right on point. They help me with everything. They wear the clothes, they go out, they pass out stuff, they, you know, they go to conventions, some conventions I can't make it to, that way we can spread it out. I mean, they really help me, especially since I have a a lot of um, older teenagers now and a couple of adults, Uh, they really help me. So I think if I didn't have them, I'm not sure that I would be able to fit everything in. You know, but also, like, when I fly, for example, I do a lot, mm-hmm. take care of a lot of my Internet stuff if I'm on, you know, a flight where I can get online or what have you. So I just try to fit it all in. It, it's hard. It's really hard. And sometimes I have my down days where I just, I'm just like, I just want to sleep today. But yeah. I don't really get those days. But um, it's, it's all for uh, a higher purpose because I do all of this for my children. I don't do it for fame for myself or for anything like that. I have to get the brand out there. I have to build stuff up because I have to have something to pass on to the cabillion children that I have um, (laughs) at home. You know, I have to create a lot because I have a lot of people to leave stuff for. So I work very, very hard in honor of my children. 
Yeah. Yeah. No, that's that's, all, that's great. That's great. That's something that Jeff and I were talking about. It's like, man, how does she find time? Because listen, I just had a kid who's going to be a year old next week. He's my only son, um, and uh-huh. I work. We do the radio show. We do the website, and I'm I'm just exhausted. I can't find the time. Yeah. So when I see that you got ten kids, you're doing all this stuff. I'm like, can you just give me a little bit of your energy, like just <laughs> like a small vial of it? Like, it gets, it gets really, really exhausting. But, I, again, I try to fit it all in. Like, you know, I had to go handle business today because I just got back from uh, Montana yesterday. And instead of me going by myself, I took two of my girls. And then I said, well, we'll go handle this business, and then we'll go get something to eat. So you have to find that time to have, you know, time with your children Definitely. as well. I can't, I can't skip over them or neglect them. And I homeschool, too, so it gets really outrageous. But, um. You know, we really, you homeschool? Yes, I, I homeschool. Wow. God bless you. Yep. Add, that, add that to the list. Jesus. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, that gets, that got easier. I've been doing that for years now, but that got a lot easier with FaceTime and all of the other things that we have because yeah. when yeah. they have a question with something, they can FaceTime me and talk to me. And the school. Uh, curriculum that they have is online so I can watch whatever they do from wherever I am mm-hmm. and, mm-hmm. Um, you know, see, you know, whether they pass the test, fail the test, how much time they spent on it. Like, I can monitor everything. So that's a great tool. I just had to pay, you know, extra money to be able to, to do that. But it's beneficial in the end. And I've graduated uh, three three children already. That's amazing. That is so cool. Seriously, I we I can't give you enough props. That is just absolutely amazing. So cool. Oh, I appreciate it. I don't. I, again, I don't do it by myself anymore. In the beginning, it was a lot of it was me because you know my husband was like uh, Mo. I don't have the patience. Um, you know, I <laughs> I don't know what they're doing. I don't know what's going on. So you know, I I took over a lot of that. But then a lot of the older children will help the younger children, yeah, and that's yeah. so much of a blessing for me. And I think the three-year-old is the smartest, and she's also the ringleader of all of the other children. That's so cool. <laughs> that is so cool. Yeah. Awesome. So now, now let's go a little bit back because I just read something, and I'm just like just flabbergasted, so I, so I have to ask you this. Um, you're in the horror movie stuff, so i got to see yeah. if uh, – one of your siblings is 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 somebody that I absolutely love, Tony Todd. Yeah. It, it, I mean, him being the Candyman and in Wishmaster and all these amazing horror movies. Did that like you know as as a kid since you said you weren't you know able to watch the horror Allowed movies. To, yeah. Now, when you watch the Candyman, <laughs> what was like you know <laughs> what were you thinking that you know this is your sibling? Well, I I didn't look at him that way because you know. He was some creepy guy with bees coming out of his mouth. Yeah. Uh, he, he, he wasn't my brother. Like, looking at him, is, you know, the voice is always the censure. You know, yeah. and like my husband said, always said, you know, I can't ever make it where you're upset with me because, you know, then I'll get a call and a voicemail with that voice like, you know, hey, you'll say I gotta talk to you. You know, with his voice, and then it scares the it scares the heck out of him. Yeah. You know, but uh, but it was um, I I actually loved that movie, but it didn't it it, it didn't in, influence me to want to mm. do horror, but he did. Yeah. 
like he's been a big influence on um, I mean and he teaches me so much about the film industry and how to be a better actress you know he'll just randomly text me and say read this book or you know do this or do that because he believes mm-hmm. in people building themselves up and not like you know going oh well I'm going to get you into this or I'm going to get you into that he wants me to build myself up to be great enough to be able to get into it on my own. And I appreciate him so much for that because it it builds character. Like, you know, it's one thing where you get uh, handed everything, you don't know how to build and how to really truly grow. Mm -hmm, That's something mm -hmm. that he's absolutely taught me, and I love him so much for it. You know I love you, bro. That's awesome. That's awesome. I mean, when I read that, I mean, that – He's somebody I've always tried to get on my show. Um, he just, you know, like I said, from you know, from the Candyman to, you know, you know, even the small was like in Lean on Me as uh, Mr. Wright, and you know, yeah. he's just somebody that, that, you know, the Candyman is one of those series. If I could do my list over, it would probably be on there because honestly, it just slipped my mind today. So, so that's funny that that happened. So that's really cool that uh, you know he's 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 an inspiration to you, uh, you know, great actor. Uh, so he's let's uh, talk. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's so awesome. Let's talk a little bit about your upcoming projects and some of your appearances. Uh, what's going on with that, and where can our listeners, uh, you know, find out more about you? Oh crap! There's so much that I'm doing right now. Uh, <laughs> one of the projects that I'm doing, I can't uh, say anything about yet. Um, yeah. But I'll be working on it, you know, from June to the end of the year. So it's a pretty, I have a a pretty big role in it, and I'm very excited about it. I've been trying to, to prep for that. Okay. Um, I just recently did a film called The the Sickness that stars Brian O'Halloran in it, where um, okay. I played a radio uh, DJ host, um, kind of like uh, Lynn Dixon's character in Warrior. Okay. Um the voice, because that's one of the things, my voice is really odd, um, but then again, like, my, my brother's voice is captivating, but my voice for a, a woman is, you know, really odd, and, you know, the director uh, came up to me and was like, you know, I think you'd be great doing, um, you know, a part in this radio thing because of your voice, so that's pretty much how I got that job, so I was really excited for that. Um, and most of what I'm doing right now, uh, I am going to be a Night of the Living Dead Genesis. Oh, nice. Uh, that they're filming uh, now. I'll be doing that, I think, next month. And I'm doing a lot of wrestling, a lot, a lot, a lot of wrestling. <laughs> um, House of Hardcore is touring right now, and uh, we have, I think, five shows on schedule right now. Mm-hmm. And I will be doing four of the five shows. Uh, if you want information for the shows, you can go to houseofhardcore.net and look it up to see if there's one in your area. I know we'll be in Long Island in September, and then we're going to be in Philly in September as well. Uh, House of Hardcore is going to be in Australia uh, June the 24th, but I'm not going to that one. Um, Because I have something else that I have to do. 
But okay. uh, August the 6th, we'll be in um, Texas, uh, Pasadena, Texas. So I will be there as well. We have a lot of uh, a lot of wrestling shows coming up, and I also have a few convention appearances coming up as well. Um, I'll be in Kansas City at Crypto uh, Crypticon this weekend coming up, and I will be at Indie Popcon in Indianapolis next weekend. Uh, all of this information you can actually find on my Instagram because that's where everybody likes to go. And okay. my Instagram is the original Gata, which is T H A, original Gata, all one word. Um, just like my Twitter handle is the original Gata as well. Um, so you can actually go any of those, uh, either of those places to find out uh, my upcoming appearances and all the craziness that I have going on. I'm also working on a book, which has been very hard. So we're busy, <laughs> busy, busy. Some, yeah, we're trying to <laughs> trying to get it all together. And then you know, a lot of women keep telling me you should write a book on how you lost you know 65 pounds. And I really, I would like the time to do that at some point, but um, it's really hard to do. But one of my tricks is that I do my voice. Uh, my voice text on my phone to mm-hmm. write down some of the stuff that I need to put in the book so that I don't forget so that when I get to the table to work on it again that I have all of my notes and everything going well, on. Yeah. So yeah. that's a little traveler's trick for you so you can, you know, write and, and go at the same time. Yeah. But, um, Do you sleep at all? I <laughs> Actually, my my kids get on me about that. I was sleeping two hours a day, and then my older uh my older kids got on me, and they were like, "Mom, you are a human being. You're not really superhuman. You have to sleep, you know, more than that. Especially working out and everything. They yeah. were worried about me getting injured. I built a, a home gym." in my house, so, I, you know, mm-hmm. I go downstairs and I work out like a maniac, but I know sleep feeds the muscles. You have to get sleep. So I, I'm i working on that, I'll just say. Mm-hmm. I'm working on the sleep thing. <laughs> All right. <laughs> it's hard. I, I'm sure it is, especially when you got so much going. I'm sure your mind just doesn't stop. Yeah, it really doesn't. And even now, you know, there's never a, a private place to go in the house, not even in my room. My three-year-old just came in and handed me face paint because she wanted me to paint her face again oh. for the third time today. <laughs> so she just found somebody else. But this is nonstop in my world. And then Definitely. everybody wants to wrestle each other. And, oh, gosh, it just gets so crazy. So Well, it's all worth yeah. it, right? It is. It's absolutely yeah. worth it. Yeah. Well, Absolutely. before we let you go, as you know, our very own Jeff Perini has always been a big fan of yours. He said, we got to get you on. we got to get you on. we got to get you on. So just so you know that, uh, he said since he first saw you on you know, social media, he just went nuts for you. Can you make his night and give him some love right now? <laughs> <laughs> Thank you so much, Jeff. I truly appreciate it. I would like to send you an autographed photo, actually, but you would have to tell me uh, – what I can send you, because okay. <laughs> meaning fair. I have, I have, I have PG, I have PG thirteen, and I have R. <laughs> so, so you have to tell um, me 
Well, he has to ask but his fiance. So, Cassie, are you listening? <laughs> no, she's not listening. I already asked. I'm down. <laughs> Knowing this question. Not, not, not bad. I mean, it's like horror nudity with like blood all over a naked body or something to that effect. But, uh, you know, because we like to keep it bloody when we do horror. But I truly appreciate, you know, you wanting me to be on the show. And seriously, much love to you because um, I was looking forward to this. And I'm glad that I'm here. We are, too. It's been, it's been great. You've been awesome as we expected. And uh, really just an awesome time tonight. Thank you. Thank you. I really appreciate it. Mwah. Big kisses to you. Sorry, fiance. <laughs> I just... It's innocent. <laughs> there you go, Jeff. You got your love. Well, anyway, Monique, seriously, you're the original Gata, and now you're our Gata. We had such a blast Aww. with you. Um, anything we can do for you, we'd love to have you back on. You just reach out to us, and uh, seriously, keep going, keep reaching, and uh, get some sleep. I will try. <laughs> and make sure you guys send me information to send out merch to you. I'm going to send you some merch. Oh, we will definitely like, you know, do that. Shirt sizes and um and then the answer to the question I just asked you about the the rating you can you can do that via email or message. <laughs> yeah, you got. I'm it. not gonna put you on the spot right here, even though you put me on the spot right here. I'm not gonna do the same thing. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not uh, gonna throw it back. <laughs> well, Monique, thank you so much for joining us, and uh, we'll hopefully we'll get to talk to you soon. Okay. Thank you. Have guys. a good night. Thank you. All right, you too. Now is the original god herself, Monique Dupree. She is so cool, man. She's awesome, right? You just always, like I said, watching uh, her little snippets and videos on Facebook and her post and the things she does, and she does so much. I knew, I just knew to be so many great stories, and uh, she could have kept going. I, I could have kept going, you know. <laughs> but yeah, for so limited of time, we'll get her back and uh, definitely, definitely talk more stuff. And, Absolutely. That was great. Just, just great Definitely. Time. Yeah, we had a really, really fun time with you, Monique. Uh, seriously, check out the original Gata, Monique Dupree, on her Instagram, the T-H-A original Gata. We will post it up on our Facebook page as well as our Twitter. Um, and also you can follow her on Twitter as well, which we will uh, repost that on Facebook and Twitter as well. And you can re-listen to this interview on Blog Talk Radio a little bit later as well as on our official website, stoopradio.com spelled just the way you hear it stoopradio.com so that was really cool tonight uh next week joining us is actor dominic pace really cool guy good friend to the show here and uh we're 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 talking to some big guests we have a huge huge guest announcement coming uh was able to speak to this gentleman hint right there it is a man uh this morning um and what i will throw out there is thrash metal original it's another hint for you you can guess you can even send in your guesses but if you get it right i'm still not going to tell you you're right so uh we're really <laughs> looking forward to that and then on july 25th actress diane franklin from better off dead last american virgin and bill and ted's excellent adventure as the first princess um really looking forward to speaking with her we, we, we just have some phenomenal shows coming up man and then even tonight another phenomenal show man what do you think bro I love it. Um, just every week gets better and better, and uh, we've had some great guests, and uh, I've had some people. I mean, people talk to me, and today I was with a guy at my job, and we're just driving to get some lunch, and he's like, man, this show, you get some big guests, man. How do you do it? And, you know, outside of charm and uh, excitement, 
we uh, <laughs> we just plug away. We ask, uh, we look for fun people. Uh, we ask people from all the stuff we love, like Monique with acting and wrestling, and Dominic's an actor, and then you know uh, Brian from Candlebox, and the guys from Royal Bliss. So we, we just get out there, man. We like having fun. The interviews, from what, the feedback we get, the interviews are laid back, and it's like a big conversation, man. Kind of like it was with Monique. I almost felt like we we're all just hanging out, having a drink, and just shooting the breeze, man. That's just fun. I just I just love it. Yeah. She's so cool, man. I really, yeah, seriously, I probably could have sat down and talked to her for about five hours, if not more. Yeah. Um, and she would have stayed awake through the whole thing, too. We would have probably fallen asleep before her because uh, two hours a day, that's, that's impressive. Oh, I'm sure she's getting off right now, putting the kids to sleep and uh, getting on her business, man. So uh, really cool. And I cannot wait to see Return to Newcomb High Volume 2, not only because – Yes. She's gorgeous, and she's pretty much nude. Well, nude throughout the whole movie, which is awesome. <laughs> um, but you know, just you know, I just love movies like that. You know, especially uh, you know Lloyd Kaufman stuff, which is really really cool. So Monday's done for us, man. We look forward all week to yeah. it, and then it just it, it just flies by. That's the beauty of uh, doing the Monday night show because you wait for the weekend. You can't wait for the weekend to get here and. Uh... Weekend ends, and here we come with Monday, and then that quickly Monday ends. But uh, the new logo, man, it, it's my thing, and you see me post on Twitter, TGI Monday, man. Thank God it's Monday, because we, we got to do Monday. this, and I love it. Thank yeah. God we got to start the trend now, man. Hashtag TGIM after everything on Twitter, man. I like it. I'm absolutely loving it. Uh, you know, one thing I didn't get to ask you tonight, man, at the beginning of the show, and I'm going to kick myself for it. What are you drinking? Oh, man. Yeah, you waited all night. I, I uh, busted out a, a Sam Adams porch rocker. It's very uh, very seasonal, nice um, citrusy flavor, and it's delicious. Um, in honor of Monique, I was going to bust out um, Blood Orange, but I did not. So uh, a little bit of a uh, little bit of a boo-boo on my end. Something with the Blood Orange family would have been nice, but this is good. Sam Adams porch rocker, nice uh, citrusy flavor, and uh, perfect for a summer evening. Perfect for a summer evening. It's not summer yet. You know that, right? Well, you know, it's it's warm enough. Uh, I work out. <laughs> half indoors, half outdoors. I, it feels like summer to me. Oh, awesome stuff. Well, real quick, just a huge, huge thank you to uh, Monique Dupree, the original god of herself, for joining us tonight and just having such a lovely interview with her. Um also, Dominic Pace, actor, next week will be joining us here. Show begins at 7.30 p.m. Eastern Time. Really tune in for that because he's such a cool guy, has done so many great TV spots and movies, and if you see a picture of him, you'll know exactly who he is because I guarantee you saw him in one of your favorite TV shows. Seriously, he's just always there. You look behind somebody, you look next to somebody, and there goes our friend Dominic Pace. So we're really looking forward to that show. Um, so to all of our listeners, thank you so much for tuning in to The Stoop here on Blog Talk Radio. And please check out our website, stoopradio.com, uh, for you know some blog pieces by Jeff and I, as well as to listen to uh, all the interviews that we have done in the past with the likes of actor Kevin Sorbo, who played Hercules, actress Nancy Vallon from Baywatch and Loverboy, uh, Jessica from Psycho, Donica Knight, uh, you know, you know, pretty much everybody we've had on the show is now on our official website. So check it out at stoopradio.com, and you can also read Jeff Perini's amazing biography there as well. Um, <laughs> <laughs> it's mind blowing. The places I've been, the things I've 
meaning done. <laughs> <laughs> he hasn't done it yet. So uh, please email him, write him on Twitter, write him on Facebook, and make him do his bio. Real quickly, uh, yeah, I don't know if anybody's listening from the from the group or uh, from the fans, but a uh, big shout out and seeing the videos and the pictures from uh, Royal Bliss and their. Uh, Album debut party it looked absolutely incredible. I don't know if you saw pictures of it, but man, what a crowd! It looked amazing. Congratulations to those guys. They're a great past guest. The guys from Royal Bliss, uh, Sean and Neil. And the, congratulations on the uh, the debut, man. Awesome. Yeah, absolutely, man. We got some really cool stuff going on with some of our former guests. Royal Bliss's new album comes out, and Roman's new album came out, which we cannot wait to listen to. And uh, it's called "The Omen Is Red," uh, or excuse me, I think it's just "Red." And then, uh, you know, Lilith and the Night working on a new music video. Cannot wait to see our friend Lilith from Lilith and the Night in that new music video. Uh, Adrenaline's working on some new stuff. Uh, you know, we talk to them every day. And uh, Sagan Amory, um, you know, some new stuff going on with her as well. We won't spoil it uh, because we don't want Sagan to yell at us. Uh, but she's a good friend. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, she'll yell at me. She likes you. I think she's eh, she, she stands me. But, uh we're still fans of Sagan. She's awesome. Um, that's our that's our other horror queen here on the stoop. But uh, yeah, check out all of our guests and really check out their websites, check out their Twitters, check out their Instagrams. Support our guests because listen, they're not the Metallicas, you know, they're not the Adels, but their music is just as good, if not better. And I'm gonna go out there and put that out there right now. So uh, check them out. And you can check them out. Stoopradio.com. Shameless plug. And I um, I took all the pressure off of me for not having my bio. Nicely done by Jeff this evening. Very proud of him. <laughs> well, that's going to be the new hashtag. Jeff, get your bio done. And I'm going to start it on Twitter tonight. So all of our listeners, retweet it. TGIM <laughs> uh, and get your damn bio ready. <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. So anyway, once again, thank you to Monique for joining us tonight. Thank you uh, to our listeners for tuning in. And doing what you do, because without you, we wouldn't be doing what we do here at The Stoop. We are at over 1 million listens to our program. We are one of the hottest, hottest, hottest shows on Blog Talk Radio, and we continue to grow. The guests are getting bigger. I'm not going to say better, because they're all phenomenal, but they're getting bigger and bigger and bigger and bigger and bigger. And man, I cannot wait to make that guest announcement, Jeff. Oh, I, I, it is so up your alley, and... Uh... Kind of like um, shameless plug. It's kind of like my Nancy Valen. Like when we got Nancy Valen, I was like bursting. And now this guy is so. So if you listen to the show, you know the show. I say take a guess if you can see who it is. It's huge in in John's life, and I can't wait for it myself. I think it's incredible. And when he told me today, man, it, I got that message. I don't know what it was. Like maybe seven o'clock this morning. It energized my entire day. Couldn't wait to just get here just for the vibe of it, knowing it's coming up. It's incredible. Yes. When I spoke to him this morning, man. Oh. I had the bathroom dance going, man. I almost peed myself. Well, thanks for the 10 seconds. <laughs> <laughs> At least all right, well. in the bathroom. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, anyway. All right. Well, let's let our listeners go so they can hopefully go to bed. Because I'm sure a lot of people have work tomorrow. But not me. I'm off. Happy oh, you times. suck. Happy times. Happy you times. Suck. You suck. Do your bio. <laughs> I work tomorrow. <laughs> All right. Well, write it down on paper or like our good friend Monique Dupree said, use your text, talking into the phone, and then you type it out when you get home, man. She just gave you some advice, man. This is your girl. Use it. That's right. I like that. 
you son of a you bitch. You want to send me naked <laughs> douse <of> blood. <laughs> That's awesome. That's awesome. I want one of those pictures as well. All right. Well, anyway, to our listeners, thank you so much. For Jeff Perini, I'm Jonathan Ragus. We'll see you all next week with actor Dominic Pace. All right. Good night, everybody. Thanks again.